Visitors to OHSU will have an opportunity to learn about Native health and how it's connected to the community, the land, and spirit. The OHSU Library is hosting a traveling exhibit called Native Voices, Native People's Concepts of Health and Illness. It's Tuesday, January 28th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Margaret McDonald. And I'm Tracy Lamb. Let's review a few of last week's news highlights. Let's see, we posted a new Behind the Badge. It's an ongoing series that introduces us to our fellow OHSUians. That's right, you can meet Jonathan Hua, a clinical operations supervisor in the latest video. We also posted about the upcoming Take Your Child to Work Day. The event itself doesn't take place until April 23rd, but event planners are looking now for departments to participate in the interactive fair. So if you'd like to introduce kids aged 6 to 18 to your team's line of work, check out that post. And finally, nominations are now open for Nurse of the Year Awards. There are 10 different categories of awards, and you can nominate any OHSU nurse from now until March 13th. Just head to OHSU Now or the nursing portal on O2 for the online nomination form. And now for our main interview. Tracy spoke with Chris Alpe and Dr. Eric Brote about Native Voices, the traveling exhibit that highlights Native health and its connection to community, land, and spirit. I'm here at the opening reception for a new exhibit at the OHSU Library called Native Voices. We have a great turnout for the reception and a brief ceremony just wrapped up. So joining me now is Chris Alpe, University Librarian. Chris, tell me just a little bit about the exhibit. So the exhibit Native Voices is a really lovely combination of images and stories that you can listen to and your more traditional exhibit with pictures and captions and explanations. So I think people can approach it from a lot of different ways depending on whether they're visual learners or people who really want to sit and listen and focus. It's um, a thought-provoking exhibit. Some of the things that are raised about what is going on with Native health are very positive and future-oriented, and others um, kind of give insight into where we are today and things in the past that have happened to lead us there. So I think it's a celebratory exhibit, but it's also a very thought-provoking one, and having time to process what you're reading or maybe being able to talk to other people about it is a really important part of having an opening like we did today as opposed to just seeing the exhibit online, which is something everyone can do. So if they can't come to the library, they can see the whole exhibit online. But I think part of the exhibit is being in community and engaging with other people who are here to learn from it. Yeah, and the library also has a, a wealth of resources that are already available and set up too here. So if you come by, definitely look at the exhibit and then also explore some of the resources. Yes, we have a lot of materials in the collection that cover both the kind of historical and contemporary issues around healthcare practices and the history of healthcare in Native communities. And again, those books come from different perspectives. Some of them will be books that um, give you great suggestions about how to think about traditional healing as part of your care environment, and other books will tell you historical stories of circumstances you 
you know, that will cause you to think deeply. And so the library is the home for all kinds of materials like that. And yeah, the table of materials is right when you come into the library on the left. And all of those materials are available for checkout by any member of the OHSU community. Even if you're not an OHSU member, you're still welcome to come to the library and read the materials. We also lend them to other libraries who may not have the same books that we do. Now, as I understand it, OHSU had originally applied for this exhibit five years ago. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, why did it take so long to finally get to, to OHSU and why was it important for the library to bring this exhibit to the community? Well, I'll have to start by taking no credit for this. I've only been at OHSU 14 months. The fact that the exhibit has been traveling around for so long is actually testament to how many libraries really want to be able to share these stories. As I mentioned before, the material's available online. The libraries have to feel like there's value in bringing a big physical exhibit with kiosks and iPads and materials to their location to spark conversations. In terms of why it takes so long, I'll, I'll make a couple of maybe educated guesses about that. I think one of the things is there's a lot of transit and setup time between the libraries, and because they want to have the exhibit be seen around the country, the amount of transit and travel means it's, you know, this li this exhibit is here at our library for about two months. We set it up in early January and it's only here through March 10th. And the reason it's even here that long is because the library before us had to cancel their um, viewing of it due to some other circumstances. So I feel really uh, lucky and proud of the colleagues who instigated the work. Um, there's The timing of it being here is is very good for us. I think I'm happy to have been here to be part of it. I think there's a lot of things, great things going along with the Y East program and our other programs here at OHSU, that having it here now is a great catalyst for conversation. I know Dr. Brot will probably say much more about that, but we're very pleased to have been able to facilitate this. And I hope to see many more people when I walk in the library, kind of wearing the headphones, sitting down, listening to the stories. Um, and then just some basics. The um, exhibit runs until? Through March 10th. So please come before March 10th. I think March 10th is the day that we're taking it down. Oh, there's no admission. The OHSU library is open to the public always. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. You don't need to have any kind of appointment to come in. We do recommend public transit, but other than that, I think um, we hope that we're pretty approachable. And as I said, the exhibit is right in the front entrance, so you should see it as you approach the library on the third floor of the BIC building, which is the Biomedical Information and Communication Center building. Great. Chris, is there anything else you wanted to add? No, I think really the main point for us here is to please come be part of the learning community here at OHSU in the library and to get inspired by some of the things the healers and educators have to say. And then we're happy to help you research them further if you have any questions, because usually these are only the beginnings of the conversations. Great. Thank you so much. One of the speakers at the opening reception for Native Voices exhibit is Dr. Eric Brote, director of the Northwest Native American Center of Excellence. Eric, why is it important for OHSU and the library to host such an exhibit? Hi, Tracy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, one of the challenges that we face as Indigenous people, especially in an urban environment, is oftentimes we're invisible. And one thing that the Native Voices exhibit does is it helps elevate the profile of Indigenous people in a contemporary context. Portland, Oregon is an amazing place. We've got one of the ninth, we've got the ninth largest urban Indian population in the country. 
yet people aren't sure how often they inter interact with or engage with indigenous people around the city. What Native Voices does is it helps to provide additional narrative of bringing us out of historical context into a contemporary context whereby we are demonstrated to utilize and rely on traditions and healing practices and ways of being and knowing within the present day. And that's what's really exciting about it, to have it here at OHSU to be elevating that profile. Yeah, what I love about this is that this uses a lot of uh, storytelling, visually and, and audio. And, and so, um, you know, it kind of ties that in with traditional storytelling. And that's really powerful to me. What do you hope visitors will get out of this? I hope that visitors can just appreciate the amount of innovation over the years, not innovations from, you know, 15,000 years ago alone, but innovations that are happening right here and now. And a clear example is one of the images on that, on that display shows a medallion from the Seattle Indian Health Board, which was a group of very innovative indigenous women in Seattle who looked around and saw that they did not have adequate access to high quality, safe health care for people from their community. So they decided to do something about it. They organized and they built the Seattle Indian Health Board, which has grown into a multi-service entity that provides health care, social services, community support, and they also have a residency where I trained. And so to see that story and that thread of innovation kind of woven throughout the display and then have it pulled back on a personal element like that, that's pretty cool. Well, speaking of personal element, you said you know quite a few of the people who were featured in the exhibit. What was that like to, to hear their stories? Yeah, I, I think it, at first looking at the exhibit, it made me feel really humbled and honored to have crossed paths with so many of those people, whether it was a fellow medical student, someone that I was in the Association of Native American Medical Students with, to someone who I trained in residency with, to people who, frankly, are, have been my heroes, have been the people that I've looked to for guidance and, and for the example of how to lead in a way that brings forth um, even more visibility and strength and resilience of indigenous people uh, in this ecosystem that, we, that we're in. For people who are just learning about this exhibit, can you tell them what they can expect and um, just a little bit more about what they should learn? I think that people can expect to be surprised and maybe expect to be challenged because some of the things that you may have been taught in school, some of the things you might see and read in the exhibit, it may be very different from what you think is the case. And I would encourage you to identify those moments where it might surprise you a little bit. And maybe if you feel like retracting from it, just be like, wait a minute, I'm actually going to lean into this discussion here or into this story and figure out why this is challenging me and, and what this is saying to me. So that's what, that's what I would encourage people to, to approach it with that mindset, but then also expect to be surprised. That's great. Anything else you want to add? No, other than thank you for being here and, and thanks for being part of bringing this exhibit to OHSC with the BIC. Thank you so much for sharing your, your story. Thank you, Chris Alpe and Dr. Eric Brote for joining us today. Again, the Native Voices exhibit is on display at the OHSU Library until March 10th. It's free and open to the public, so check it out.
Native peoples believe that each person has a responsibility for his or her proper behavior and health. In most cases, traditional healers only agree to treat an individual when that person asks for help, and that person must make a full commitment to address the problems that are causing their illness. These stories in this kiosk offer ideas about personal responsibility, family and tribal ties, role models, and identity. Taken together, these concepts influence a Native person's approach to good health and inform their decision whether to pursue Western medicine or traditional healing practices when confronted with an illness. Reverence for nature is common among all Native peoples. Unlike modern society, which erects barriers between itself and the natural world, Native cultures derive strength and healing from the land and water. Individual wellness cannot be achieved when the connection to nature is missing or contaminated. In this kiosk, you'll hear personal stories about the importance of land, water, the environment, and the medicinal plants that have been a source of healing for millennia. You'll also hear about native concepts of higher power and God, and the importance of art in reflecting mankind's place in creation. Native peoples live in two worlds, one that honors the ways of their ancestors and one that acknowledges the conveniences and challenges of modern society. In this kiosk, you will hear that wellness is sought through the preservation of languages, ceremonies, and burial practices. Reverence for the Creator and respect for the wisdom of elders are important traditions that have survived for millennia. You'll also hear stories of loyalty and military service that exemplify modern Native traditions of service and patriotism. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Tracy Lamb and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Tracy Lamb. And I'm Margaret McDonald. See you next week.